The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hey, have you ever come home, maybe around dinner time, around lunchtime, and you thought you missed lunch, maybe a little bit past lunchtime or dinner time, and you stopped and you got something to eat, and then you come in and uh, your husband or wife says, "Oh well, I made this for lunch." Oh, I'm sorry, I've already eaten lunch. I feel that way right now because I meant to tell you before the break. Not to eat lunch. Not to eat lunch, because I have something for you for lunch. Yes, yes, I do. I have for you a Kamala Harris word salad. Yes, I do. A Kamala Harris word salad. Now, um, I know you say, well, I've I've had that for lunch before, Bruce, because you were always serving the Kamala Harris word salad. I'll admit, it is It's kind of like the liver and onions at uh, Cap City Diner. It's... It's a blue plate special. We frequently offer it but because people love it so much. So Kamala yesterday was in Louisiana. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here <laughs> and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time Mm. when we think about a day in the life of our children. Mm, The passage of time. Now, I'm going to do something better today than just give you the Kamala Harris word salad. I'm going to give you the uh, Kamala Harris word smorgasbord. Uh, Because you will remember, will you not, that a few days ago, uh, Kamala was in Poland, and uh, she kind of lost it when she was asked a question about, mm, it was a serious question, about refugees across the border. Uh, are we going to be able to care for all the refugees coming across the border? And Kamala, as she's wont to do, uh, exploded in laughter because she was uncomfortable. And that led to uh, Anna Navarro on The View uh, defending Kamala. Because, uh, you know, if you criticize Kamala, who, I guess I should have seen this coming, when she was hired on as vice president after calling Joe Biden a racist in the debates. If you're going to hire somebody, bring them on the ticket as their chief qualifications being that they are black and a woman. When they are criticized, I suppose I should not be surprised that they uh, criticism will be painted as you criticizing them for being black and a woman. So let me refresh your memory on what Anna Navarro, genius cast member of The View, had to say about those of us, me, who questions Kamala for her instances of uh, something like the passage of time rant. Look, anybody who says that Kamala Harris is not a qualified person, that Kamala Harris is not a serious person, Mm -hmm. really needs to go back and check where that's coming from. Hmm. Where that's coming from. Well, I can tell you where it was coming from last night. It was coming from former Speaker 
former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich on Hannity. That's where it was coming from last night. If you want a strong reason to pray for the health of the President of the United States, you are reminded again today that that reason is the Vice President. Uh, she's not only totally incoherent, you know, <laughs> he may or may not have cognitive decline problems at his age, but at her age, she's just dumb. I mean, let's, let's be clear. Kamala Harris may be the dumbest person ever elected vice president in American history, and that's why people keep resigning. I mean, if you were her national security advisor, and you were competent, and you'd worked hard, and you knew what you were doing, and you watched her in Poland break up laughing when she's asked about Ukrainian refugees, you had to feel a sense of total humiliation. So I'm not surprised that that particular advisor resigned because it's very clear that Kamala Harris should never, ever be allowed to leave the country. Uh, she probably shouldn't be allowed to leave the Naval Observatory, which is the residence of the vice president. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank goodness she wears a mask. I don't want her words to be contagious. We all start talking like that, babbling about the passage of time. Uh, so uh, to recap, Newt says, in essence, sure, Joe Biden has oatmeal for brains, but at least he has an excuse for having oatmeal for brains. He's old. Uh, Kamala, what's her excuse? She's stupid. So I guess now what? Dan Quayle's off the hook. Sarah Palin's off the hook. Mike Pence is off the hook. The Dems always said they were daft, dumb, detached vice presidents. Kamala has gone them uh, one better. Well, actually, like 15 or 20 better. So who's Newt talking about? Has resigned from uh, the Kamala Harris comedy show. Nancy McAldowney is the latest high-profile staffer to leave Kamala's comedy troupe. She is the 10th, the 10th top Kamala advisor to uh, flee the castle. She gives the official reason that she is leaving to, quote, focus on some pressing personal matters, like her sanity, presumably. This was a difficult decision, Nancy McEldowney said in her uh, letter of resignation, because I am so deeply committed to the work we do. Oh, you got to talk about the work if you're a Democrat. It's all about the work. Committed to the work we do and the crucial national interest we serve. But after more than a year, this is the right decision for my family. Translation, I can't take it anymore. I provide Kamala with all these insightful, analytical briefs, and she stands up there and laughs at the mental image of refugees coming across the border. Can't take it anymore. Got to get out. Nancy McEldowney is a former ambassador to Bulgaria and a one-time director of the State Department's Foreign Service Institute. So like many of you, you're smarter than the person you work for, right? And you're going, how much longer can I put up with this dope? Well, Nancy's at her limit. She's done with it. Although, in Kamala's defense, I said, in Kamala's defense, what are the things that Nancy McEldowney has advised President Harris, excuse me, <laughs> now I sound like Joe Biden, President Biden and Kamala Harris on? Well, according to Reuters, she has been crucial in advising the vice president on, check out this list of greatest hits, 
withdrawal from Afghanistan, ding. Negotiations with Iran over its nuclear program, ding. And Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Hey, come on down, Ansel Mac, Nancy McEldowney. That is a triple crown of buffoonery. Kamala says Nancy has given her invaluable counsel. Oh, I know she has. You know how I know she has? I mean, there's uh, there's audio tape evidence of it. Ample, ample audio tape evidence that Nancy has given Kamala uh, invaluable counsel. Just listen. As we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. Talking about the significance of the passage of time. Ah. Right? The significance of the passage of time. Mm. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking Hmm? about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia Mm. is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Mm. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Mm. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. And I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't know. We must together work together to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment, yes, to together address the challenges. We have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Based on what we've just been able to see, and because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Huh? But just limited to what we have seen. Look, anybody who says that Kamala Harris is not a qualified person, that Kamala Harris is not a serious person, mm-hmm. really needs to go back and check where that's coming from. <laughs> I... But, yeah. No. Okay. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> it was a debate. <laughs> I sure hope you didn't have lunch. Because now, you should be quite satisfied with your Kamala Harris uh, incompetence smorgasbord. So if somebody made an allegation against you, and that allegation was contained in a Senate report by two U.S. senators, I mean, they're busy people, right? There's only a hundred of them. They got a lot of people angling for their time. If they take the time to investigate you and they issue a report, they put their name on it, they sign their name to it, I would take that pretty seriously. If they made an allegation against me, I would take that pretty seriously. I particularly would be sensitive to it if... I felt that my actions reflected on people that I cared about or people that had more to lose even than I had. But Hunter Biden's not that way. He's not that guy. Uh, Nor is Jen Psaki. Uh, I thought of a name, a nickname for Jen Psaki yesterday. Uh, I have called her uh, Little Red Lying Hood 
I have called her the presidential truth masseuse. But I think the best name for her, if you're a student of history, is uh, Jen Riefensacki. Because Hitler's minister of propaganda was Lenny Riefenstahl. I always had Hitler shot from below with the camera angle so he would appear large, majestic, imposing. What Lenny Riefenstahl did for Adolf Hitler, Saki does for Joe Biden. She is his firewall. She stands in the way of what are becoming uh, increasingly tougher questions about the activities of Hunter Biden related to Ukraine. Is, is that a country in the news? Is Ukraine in the news? Um, if Joe Biden's son... Uh, we're involved in, you know, a business deal, let's say, in Ukraine. He's making a lot of money for seemingly being Joe Biden's son when Biden was, was vice president. Having no discernible explanatory reason for getting, I don't know, $83,000 a month for being on the board of a Ukrainian energy company <clears throat> in a country that was rife with corruption, according to the words of Joe Biden. In a tape, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen by now. Would that be a news thing? Would that be a thing? I don't know. I, maybe I could help answer that question if we would imagine, let's say, I don't know, uh, Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. If they were getting a hundred thousand dollars a month, wait. Let's say they were getting, I don't know. Let's say there was a Senate report that said that Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. had received three and a half million dollars from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. The two U.S. senators were willing to sign their name to that in a in a Senate investigative report. Well, you're imagining that with Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr., but you don't have to imagine it with Hunter Biden because Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, sitting U.S. senators who right now, right this minute, are are questioning Katanji Brown-Jackson and about her veracity and suitability to be a Supreme Court justice. Those two senators issued a report on Hunter Biden that said he received, as uh, a co-founder of Rosemont Seneca Partners in 2009, that four years later he got a $3.5 million check from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Now, Jen Psaki... Was asked about was asked about that during the campaign, <clears throat> and the Hunter Biden tie to the woman who was the wife of the former mayor of Moscow was dismissed as Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. So here is Peter Ducey of Fox. Now that not the New York Post, the New York Times. Now that the New York Times has verified. The Hunter Biden laptop was indeed Hunter Biden's laptop, that it indeed had details on it about his dealings with Burisma, that the 10% for the big guy indeed was in an email from Hunter Biden setting forth the compensation structure for this deal with not only Burisma, but guess, guess where else? Rosemont Seneca had offices. Boston? And Beijing. How about that? 
Boston and Beijing. And that on the laptop, there are lists of clients and photographs of events with Russian oligarchs, Ukrainian uh, Burisma executives, and Hunter Biden. Photographs. So this is all in the Senate report. The Russian disinformation now appears not to be Russian disinformation. So Peter Ducey, like a good reporter, asked Jen Psaki yesterday if she's sticking with the Russian disinformation excuse. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Now, that is what is known as a non-denial denial. She's asked about the Hunter Biden laptop now that it's been verified by the New York Times. And she says, well, I think it's broadly known that there was a lot of Russian disinformation back during. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about bots and Facebook stuff. We're talking about the son of the sitting president getting paid millions of dollars. And that being now verified by the New York Times is that was his laptop. And the evidence of all of it is on the laptop. Is that Russian disinformation? Well, you know, there was other Russian. So she's not going to answer that. Well, this is the problem with letting the New York Post into the press conference, is that they're going to follow up and ask their own set of questions about this. Um, On Russia, uh, you told me last year that you were unfamiliar with the Senate report that alleged that the first son, or a company linked to the first son, received $3.5 million from the richest woman in Russia. Uh, Subsequent reporting indicates that President Biden, when he was vice president, had a dinner in Georgetown with the same woman in 2015. Um, This uh, Yelena Ballerina, she has not been sanctioned yet by the U.S. government. How is President Biden navigating conflicts of interest when it comes to uh, sanctioning people who have done business with his family? And can you explain to us what this $3.5 million was for? I don't have any confirmation of the accuracy of that report, so I have no more further details. Conflicts of interest, though, how he's navigating those when deciding sanctions. What would be his conflicts of interest? Uh, well, the son's company allegedly got $3.5 million. Sa- from- which I have no confirmation of, and he has continued to sanction oligarchs more than we've ever sanctioned in the past. So I'm not sure that's a conflict of interest. Wow. So the Senate report is not confirmation that he received the money, according to Jen Psaki. And even if true, the fact that the wife of the former mayor of Moscow is not among the oligarchs that were sanctioned, right? Remember the crippling sanctions? Remember before we got around to following the lead of Germany and Italy on locking Russia out of the swift banking before we actually stopped importing Russian oil because kind of the Democrats in Congress were ready to make Joe Biden look bad because he hadn't done that yet. We had the crippling sanctions, right, against the oligarchs. We're coming to look for the oligarchs. We're coming to get them, get them, get get their money. But not her. She's not been sanctioned. I wonder why she would not have been sanctioned. I mean, if she's got the means to write a check to Hunter Biden for $3.5 million, my guess is she's not on a breadline right now. Like, she probably got other money. Probably doing okay for herself in uh, some rich country, maybe Monaco, but that's not a conflict of interest that she's not been sanctioned.
according to Gensack.